And there it is. That wraps up the 2024 Telstra Premiership. The Bunnies have won four premierships in a row. Congratulations, South Sydney. And welcome back to another episode of On Report, the people's podcast. Simat, are you there, buddy? I'm here, Zach, and I'm ready to go. You forgot to mention, Zach, that it could be potentially the finale of On Report Season 2. It's just dawned on me today that it could be the final episode of the year, and I'm not sure if I'm ready for it, but we better get stuck in. And this will be the last intro. Everyone enjoy it. Bop your heads. Damn, son, where'd you find this? And it's on! So they come in from all parts of the ground now. All right, Zach, kick us off. The weekend's just gone past. Sport, social activities, hobbies, what's been happening? Saturday was potentially, pre, pre-commencement of activities, Saturday had the potential to be the greatest Saturday of all times in terms of sport. Mm. What was meant to be the, the grand final, which was the prelim, which was, could, should be called the semifinal, great game. Shame the storm didn't turn up, but we'll talk about that later into AFL grand final, which I had a financial and emotional investment, but <laughs> I did not actually watch any of the game. Wallabies played, watched a little bit of that, Las Pumas, Unlucky Boys, and then, wow, doubleheader, EPL 9.30, F1, which I thought was on, but it was actually on Sunday. It was a fantastic weekend. I've really been working on my putting. It paid off a little bit, so that was cool. And uh, just excited to do it all again this week. It's a shame it's the last weekend of footy, but I'm sure there's a couple more placements coming out because I know the NBA is starting soon. What about you, Josh? It was definitely, yeah, that Saturday was definitely hyped up to be the the heaven of Saturdays. The, just the, an absolute godsend of sport. I just can't get around AFL. I want to, I want to, I want to be able to say that I know what's going on in AFL. Like it does seem like people say it's better live and people say it's better when you play it. I can imagine that is true, but for the life of me, I can't watch it on TV, even when it is the grand final. A hundred percent. I tried to pretend that I knew what was going on. Like I was like, oh yeah, they're trying to do this, this, this. <laughs> but then it was put quite appropriately by Hazzy Dog, one of the one of the loyal listeners, actually one of the loyalist listeners, who said it looks like a game of touch footy at lunch where like it's like year eight versus year nine and there's no ref and there's no teacher on duty. So like you can really do whatever you want and someone usually titters and tackles Andrew Berg on the yeah, yeah. Something like that. You'd never know. It is, it is an interesting sport, but I definitely watch it once a year. But even this year, I couldn't really commit. Teacher's gone, so it just becomes tackle footy for, for five minutes until they get back. 100%. <laughs> um, outside of that, for my weekend, I need to get back on the bike. I haven't done that in a while, but golf has taken over. I, I mentioned last week that I'm attempting to um, get bitten by the golf bug. And, and I think I think it's hit me. I've I improved a little bit at the driving range this week. And once I hit a few, I'm like, all right, this is fun now. I can see myself um, playing this a little bit more. And I've set myself a little, a couple of little goals uh, here and there so that I want to achieve. And uh, so I can be on my way to be a, be a golfer. Yeah, I agree. I think screw cycling and buying <laughs> like padded like a free bum, just get a... Like Simat is currently in the market for golf clubs. So if anyone on the podcast 
wants to chuck him a few Callaway extra long shaft because the guy's an extra tall man. Send him his way. He'll enjoy him. He'll treat him well. He's also trying to look at marketplace. We did find a pair last night for free, which is pretty cool. I uh, yeah. don't know how dodgy they'll be, but anyone in Canberra, go to the driving range. You'll see Sim out there weekly. Um, yeah, you kind of part. All right. Enough of that. Into the footy. Been a bit of a crazy week with the footy. We had the Dalliams, part two of the Dalliams. We won't go into that, how silly that is. But if you did not know, the top gong went to Tom Travojevic. As as you would have as you would have picked, only played fifteen games and he got thirty five points, which is um, pretty remarkable. Almost averaging three per game, three points per game. Any others that stood out to you, Zach, or the team of the year? Anything in the team of the year that you don't? It doesn't really sit well with you. I can kind of understand why Manu didn't get put in the centers, but the fact that yeah. Olam's gone from wasn't in it to being in the team in the final team, not even just the, like the top five nominated, that was a bit interesting. So. Well done to Olam, but great team. Think... Great team. Oh, and Kickout. I don't know how Kickout is second row of the year. Kickout is honestly, he's he is a good player. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say he's not, but he's he's overhyped. Like between he's good and bad, he's like a second row version of Cameron Munster. I would say, even Cameron Munster is probably a bit more consistent. He's just he's just a, a big lazy silly boy. Olam, I don't I don't think he had that good of a year. I I he was great this week. And probably because he was fired up about not getting picked. And he was great at the beginning of the season, but I can't really say that he was that fantastic all year. And he was in a team that won 20 games in a row. Like, of course, he's going to be scoring plenty of points. I don't I don't know. He didn't really do it for me. But Joey Manu, I don't think he should have been there either. He only really noticed him for the past, probably the last six weeks of the, the season. Granted. Matt Burden, I think definitely. Yeah. Like, all by, all by side should have been there. Yeah, Other than that. Yeah. I, I I think Gagai is criminally underrated. And and he only pops up like that when people go, oh, it's Origin Gagai. But like I think he's been Origin Gagai a lot this year. And this yeah. week, first try score $17. Oh, spread my butter over it's that. Probably, probably fair. I'm thinking who else could be a center? I'm just racking my brain through the good teams of who could be there. I don't know. There's not Aaron Shook, maybe from the dogs. Yeah. Like honestly, terrible. There's not a lot of centers out there. Second rowers and centers this year, bleak. Yeah. Could have picked yeah. a lot of could have picked a lot of like we could have picked heaps of fullbacks. Uh Harry Grant probably shouldn't have been on the shortlist for the hookers. That's my other uh, qualm. And that's and I reckon let's just get into it. Um, because I think a lot of our uh, NRL news, a lot of our on reports just stem from the NRL news. So let's get into it, Zach. What do you want to kick off with? Because I've got um, I've got a couple on reports and it's the last year. I mean, it's the last on report for the year, potentially, potentially, I don't know what's going to ch- like affect that potential, but potentially. So let's get passionate. First yeah. one, simple, like all the snow bunnies, like monster Smith. Well, even though it's not confirmed and they, they came out and they didn't say that they did it, which was a bit stupid as well. Like, and like, well, no, I think that's the way to go about it, but we'll get to that. But yeah, and Reese Walsh attached to that. So yeah, first on report is just what are they doing? Like it's just it's two things. It's not that hard to not get caught and do drugs. Not that I'd know, but I'm sure that like just don't film yourselves and then post it or send that because people, of course, are going to jump all over that and want to leak it. And it's just typical, like, oh, like I'm hanging out with a footy player and we're doing we're doing drugs. Like, who wants to see? Yeah, that's uh, I imagine the mindset of the recorder. 
And secondly, it's also not that hard to to not do drugs. It's um it's probably the way to go actually if I, if I think about it. Um, it's it's amazing. And they say there's no drug problem in the NRL. And they and Peter Valani said that yeah, well there isn't. There's num- It's like no more so of a problem than it is just in society in general, which is again probably fair. But oh, they just got to do better. And the penalties need to be way more significant. I think I'll. Sure. The penalties today of all the people that got caught, 5% of their salary. So Munster was the most on 40, 40K. Reese Walsh was five grand, I think. And um, between two to four games suspended. Like, is that really scaring anyone off doing drugs? Like, dude, Paul Vaughan lost an $800,000 contract because he held a barbecue. Yeah. Yes, it was his third chance or whatever. But really, like, is that really in perspective? I 100% agree. I think the biggest problem is that because like, they... They can't drug apparently under the what's it called ARL, NRL, whatever contracts it is with the players, like with the league, you know, investigation stuff. They can't get drug tested at this point as well. That is, just the, that, is that was set up by an ex player. That, <laughs> that is, is simply, yeah, a simple case of like, oh, okay, when's Mad Monday? Oh, no, yeah, we'll take drug tests out of the thing. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. And if you're Chris Lewis on that as well, Chris Lewis, like Smith and Munster, like their footy performance will always get them where they're going to go. Clubs will not care. Everyone thinks they can turn them around or like Smith's a good bloke yeah. anyway. Who cares? But 100%. Chris Lewis, like you are a bart, mate. Like forgetting amongst that. And I hate how it's just like, oh, like it's kind of like mentality boys will be boys or footy players will be footy players. And it's like, no. And it's just like, it's always going to happen. Like, no, like just find a way not to do it. It's, I don't know, a proper, uh, it rides me up the wall. I, uh, yeah. Anyway, on report to those boys. An extension of that, Reese Walsh on report. Do you want to dig into that one? Sorry to jump in mid-episode, it's Josh here, hi. I forgot one of my major on reports and probably a real sore point that I'm not going to get over a few days and probably going to complain to Zach about. Indoor swimming pools and nightclubs should not have the same opening date in this roadmap, and that's a roadmap with ironic air quotations. Back to normality, on report the government, how are we going to go to the Olympics? Goddamn. Like yes, we could easily go. Hey, buddy, like Reese rolls the you know on report for this, this, this. Anti on report for the way that Warriors dealt with it. I like that they came out and they essentially just sat there and he goes, "Yeah, I was, I was railed. Um, sorry, boys, never do it again." Like I think that was cool. Like I never uh, heard see, of it coming out of the man's I'm, mouth. I'm I'm on the other angle. I don't know why they did that. I think it just creates way more attention than it needs to be, and it's it's. I, I honestly hate it. Digging. People stop digging for information as soon as he does that. Yeah, it's fair. But like the Storm one, they just like like every other club does. It's just, oh, yeah, we're aware of the situation. It's with integrity unit. Um, we have no further comment. Like I I personally think that's the way to go. Let people speculate all they want. But I'm a worried fan. It, it's just such an easy way out for him just to start crying, crocodile tears, and be like, yeah, I, I got caught with Coke. It's, I don't know. And it's just, for me, it lets him off. It lets him off too lightly because it, he gets brownie points. Like what you just said, like, oh, like good on you for manning up and, and taking action. Yada, yada, uh, not yada. him, not him. I don't mean him. All right. The Warriors. On report to Reese Walsh though, you got kicked out of a club and then you go back into the club knowing full well that if you get searched, you are Dunsky Manunsky. Also, there's video of him like in the club, like pulling his shirt up. It's the biggest case of like first beer, mate. Like you've had your first yeah. beer. 
you are an embarrassment. And it probably is his first beer. He's like 18 years yeah, old. It's Seriously. The first he time he's been so in sad in there. Like, like, yeah. Like, oh. Like, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if you saw him at the end of the night with like glow sticks around his neck. Like, absolutely. Like, tosser. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I don't know much to add on that, but I've never been a fan of him. And, and that's not going to change anytime soon. Now, let's flip it. Because I know you don't like Walsh. We're a bit borderline on Munster. We always like Brandon Smith, but probably the most liked player in the NRL, Brian To'o. And I know we both picked up on this because you wrote the on report down and I sent you a voice message. Yeah. Kick this, us this off. What probably, are you, what's your on report for Brian To'o? This is probably the most perfect scenario. I've uh, Someone sent me a few TikToks, James Newton, of Brian To'o just being a bit silly in the background in the Dalliams, like trying to get some laughs. I'm sure you, most of you, if you're following it, would have seen it. And I'm just like, and I'm like wrote it down in my notes because that's what I do all week to prepare for the podcast, my own reports. And then Zach messages me and it's exactly that. And I'm like, dude, this is perfect. I'm just on reports of Brian Toho. I'm just, it's just getting a little old. I'm like, I don't mind him. Of course, he's funny to an extent at the right time, but it's just getting a little old. Like the guy is a little illiterate, can't talk really. So like the kind of your sense of humor is either full credit to the boys or just like popping his head up in the background. And it's like, I don't, I don't really get the obsession. Like Zach, you sent me a TikTok today and the guy is literally like, oh, bizarre again, like popping his face up in the background. Like this guy, I can't get enough of this guy. He's just, he's just the funniest guy in the league. And dude, like, are we in year three? It's just- Honestly, it's year three. It's when you've been, you've been told, okay, you're not sitting next to that person. He gets moved and that bloke's making like funny sounds to make everyone laugh. Yeah, funny faces that you're trying to get you in trouble. Dude- when he had an interview on the weekend, it's after your prelim, these reporters, like, as much as they're poor reporters, they're asking genuine questions, and you just go, as a joke, it was on purpose. So, I, you know, the first time it's funny. You go, oh, yeah, full credit to the boys, they led the platform. And then they asked the exact, like, another question, and he responded in the exact same way and just, like, bumps Luai and giggles. And I'm like, dude, it's like a comedian is not a comedian full-time. Yeah. Personality can't just be doing this and doing that and... It does question, I do question a little bit because I thought it was very like sincere and wholesome from him, but I'm not trying to get rid of the personality of the man, but pick your moments. Yeah, 100%. Dally M's was not the time to do it. No, not at all. Not at all when someone's praising you, apparently your best mate, and you're in the background trying to draw attention away from him. I'm sure that's not like the why he's doing it, but it's it that's how, that is yeah. what happened as a result of it, which I'm sure it, it of course, it doesn't mean it, but, but and I yeah, could just imagine I would line. love to be on a fly on the wall where like Isaiah Yo's just sitting there, like going like, oh, haha, visa. Like, like he they can't you can't be getting around it that much all the time. And that to, that actually is my final point about Penrith before we move on. Probably talking about it later, of course. In the change room, when they're doing the song, it is Luai, it is uh Cryden, and it's Tor Ging up, and then honestly, the rest of them look like they're sad. And they don't want to like step in on the vibes. But they're like, yeah, oh yeah. And then the end, I just saw him like bird and like muzzing a bit, which is cool to watch. But he's a dog's boy anyway now. Seems yeah. like they, they don't let anyone else have fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a fair one. All right. Any other on reports? I've got two. One real small one. If you're gonna do fer- if you're gonna put fertilizer in your garden, for example, my neighbors right now, the whole afternoon it smelled like like boiled parmesan cheese in my backyard so on reports of those people if you're going to do fertilizer maybe do it at night so like we don't have to hear it during the day or tell us you're going to do it so i won't go outside my last one i saw a kid at the park they were playing that wabubba thing where they hit the ball down on the net and flicks to someone else and it's like a group of three 
it's like that net it's like that little like yellow net it's not more bubble i didn't mean to say that but it like bounces off the net and then the other person catches it and they use the hands to hit the ball oh spike ball is that what you think spike ball, whatever it is like yeah. his kid of the park every time he did it he didn't care about like making it fun for everyone and like passing it like as in hitting it but like you know, in, yeah, a, right. in an area that was reasonable he was just smacking it and like for <laughs> serve for serves instead of like apparently they're all jang up like for serves you meant to like just throw it so it's nice to start the game and he was just pegging it like and then one of the kids was went to chase the ball it was like 50 meters away and the other kid goes can you just play properly and the other kid's like what <laughs> like so i'm going to extrapolate that to a bigger picture on report to people who if they could change the way they are to facilitate the enjoyment and the game for everyone else by just like being a little bit less competitive or just a bit more oh, chill, perfect. Yeah. then do it because those people like that, that feel so good about themselves in the short term, like, Oh, I'm killing this. You're a Bart, mate. You're a Bart. Honorable. <laughs> you won't believe how perfect that is. So obviously we love to play Xbox with um, Zach Vigo and the listeners. And Zach is very, 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 very good. And sometimes we play with the swimmers who, who Zach is, um, objectively a lot better than right and i have to i message and when we all play together like i message zach like like just don't like don't Rachel. go too hard on them yeah don't risk <laughs> and like sometimes you can't help yourself and then i can just kind of hear the other guys like oh, like oh good gg mate like good good, good work and I don't, it's quite funny that that's just like what happened last night but zach you were very good last night mate he let him have a few wins so for the enjoyment of the group well done zach one other little one, like we come on, we could go on for days. I final episode, I'm quite excited. Uh, similar to that one is like, well, actually, no, it's, it's not really an on report at all, it's, it's com- completely related. But essentially, it's another example would be you have like a 14 year old cousin playing with like a six year old cousin, but he won't like let him do anything and he'll just pump him. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. um, answer on report to finish on a good note mm. today, today, like actually, not today, but. Anti on report. So good on to people who just aren't good at something and they want to make a change and they're, they're going out and doing it today. I saw someone going for a run. They weren't very fast. They weren't particularly in shape, but they were having a crack. And I just wanted to give them a pat on the back and say, keep going, buddy. So if you're listening, mate, keep going. Well done, mate. And my little anti on report is because typically we put on, on report, like dumb commentators and dumb media people. Yeah. Gordon Tallis, granted dumb media person, but on the weekend, they were talking about all the controversy with the rule and Talos comes in from the sideline and just goes, let's just play fuck the rules. Like, of course he didn't say the F word, but wow, I'm going to have to bleep that out. But, of course he didn't say the F word, but he essentially just meant like, mate, let's just play the game. Like who cares about the rules now? Let's just watch the game being played, which was awesome from Talos. Anti-on report, bud. Wow, that was first, Zach's first F word on the podcast. It's pretty cheeky. All right, let's get quickly wrap up uh, the game from the weekend. I'm pretty lackluster. Um, on report to people that said the Storm Panthers game was the best of the year. Like, fuck, F me dead. Like, no, it wasn't. Yeah. They dropped the ball a million times. Anyway, Rabbitohs versus Eagles, 36-16. What, what do you make of it, Zach? Firstly, I, As- I really I don't like the people who go, oh, if, Manly, if only Manly scored those first two tries. They are disallowed tries because they're disallowed tries. It's not like they knocked – it's not like they – Oh, they deserve to score it. It's a, it's a, the rule of the game. Yes, it's a stupid rule, but the rule of the game. So don't argue that. Tom Trevojevic knock on is unusual, but he knocked the ball on. It's not like he got slapped out of his hand, like really great, like defense or something that was very unlucky or very lucky. Bunnings were awesome. And I was really happy with the way everything turned, turned out because it wasn't really like a prelim for us. It was literally chill. Like 60th minute, everyone was yeah. kicking back. And then they scored two tries near the end. Who cares? 
Yeah, for me, I'm that person, Zach. I think the game could have been like bunny. Of course, first it could have strike. been. Anyone could have said that. Sorry. Yeah. Can I, just let me have my point, please. Um, like, just there's so many things that I think kind of went um, the bunny's way at the start that that really influenced the game, and then the manly couldn't just get out of them, get out of the grave that they dug for themselves. Tossing whether I put in the Sean Kepi thing, I think like the game could have been stopped there, and that could have changed things a bit there. And then the first try was a bit of like a pinball. Anything could have happened and they were just lucky enough to get that try. And I do believe the, the two disallowed tries, yes, by the letter of the law, which is fine, the obstruction. But again, like you said previously, if you're looking at, you look, yes, you can look at the, the letter of the law or you can look at it from the game sense. Adam Reynolds was never going to catch him. That shouldn't have been, take, like from that element, from that aspect, sorry, that shouldn't have been, I think, a disallowed try. And the turbo one, um again okay like you knocked it on you can't argue with that but like you said it was it's unlike him so that like that showed that the two times that they were down that end they could score but again they were conceding at the at the other end so i think if just those little things went their way they would have had a little bit more confidence and could have won that or no, not could have won that but been a lot more competitive you saw in the second half they come out i think they scored straight away through garrick yeah in the 43rd yeah, yeah. minute 45 minutes. And then they're like, all right. They started, okay, all right. They just started playing catch-up footy. And when they started playing catch-up footy, there were silly balls thrown, silly mistakes. They were pushing the pass. And, dude, Daly Ravens, I don't think, caught one ball that game. He was terrible. The ball handling was terrible by them. But, yeah, for me, it was a bit lackluster. You would like to be a bit more competitive. Can't take anything away from the Bunnies. Like, I think they're I think they're, they're favorites in my mind for next week. But – change a couple of things. And I think that's a lot closer game and I mainly could come close to winning, winning that one. I'm going to go out and say that every single game in the NRL this year, if you'd gone to the team that lost and said, if a few things were different, then of course the game would have been different. So the value you've added to the podcast, I question it. But as a Bunnies fan, I'm just excited to be in the next week. But let's talk about the next game, the Storm versus the Panthers. Some say the greatest game of the year. Those people who say that, Check yourself. Simat, what do you think of this one? Yeah, honestly, have a look in the mirror. Um, I think I thought it was honestly shocking. The only reason that it was a good game was the suspensefulness and I guess what it meant to for the, to the Storm to lose. But in terms of the quality of footy, honestly shocking. The only difference between the two teams was uh, a try in the second minute. That was, they just got, they just had numbers and they kicked it. Uh, seriously, that was, a piss poor performance. I think um, the storm, like a lot of people said, they definitely missed Cameron Smith. And that's kind of what I was touching on last year when we, we had that massive discussion about what went wrong with the Penrith Panthers in the grand final. It's just, they didn't have the, they, like no one, I think Josh Mansell was the oldest in the squad at 30. They just had no one, no old head leading them around. And, and that was storm this year. Um, and you could see they're playing frantic footy and, and Panthers had been there, done that. And I think the pressure was off the Panthers because, everyone thought that Storm would wipe the floor with them. And when you have that nothing to lose mentality and that, yeah, no fear footy, you're going to come up um, nine times out of 10. And I think that's what happened. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I'm kind of surprised the Panthers didn't score more points, especially with the amount of like mistakes that were made about halfway where the Storm were about to build pressure and then bang or about to do something and then bang. They never really got put under the pump. The Panthers really didn't get put on the pump unless they did to themselves which is a different type of, you know, pressure. Cameron Smith, 
it would have been a huge factor where it would have gone in the, in the 35th minute and gone, hey, we've got five minutes to halftime. Let's do what we can do here. Or 60th minute, they've just scored. The game would have been iced. I was almost certain once they scored. Storm yeah. of old, they, they, they tidied that up. The game had the most amount of, from my end, in group chats, oh my gods, OMGs and wows. But it wasn't because of spectacular yeah. moments. It was the amount of knock-ons as soon as teams were about to build pressure. There's no way he won't play. Kickout. Kickout is going to be the man you want to target, but we'll talk about that in a second. Tyrone May on the bench, but TPJ out is the biggest one, but they bring Spencer Linu onto the bench and they start with Moses Leota. So you haven't really lost much other than maybe yeah. a man that probably gets suspended or sinbinned. That's my first question. On a scale of one to 10, how huge is a, of a loss is TPJ? 10 being if Cleary was out and zero being if Staines was out. If Staines is out, it'd be honestly a godsend. Uh, and he is out, so it's a godsend. This is probably one of the favorites. Uh, I would say on recent, on current form and potentially what you can do in a grand final in terms of, you know, running from seven meters rather than going all the way back to 10 and putting dog shots on, I would say Tevita Pangar Jr. out is a seven. Yeah, I think it's pretty significant. Um, Zach Viagra was having an argument with Jordan Morris. Well, I don't know if they were arguing, but. Zach didn't really think it was it was too huge, and I think I think yeah probably six or seven like he's damaging. And if if it's a, if it's a seventy fifth minute and you've just bring it on a fresh TPJ and they're ten minutes out to the line crash ball like it, like it could work. Um, but anyway, outside of that, what do you think is happening in the game with as objectively as possible? Of course, I'd be objective. If anyone doesn't know, I'm a huge Bunnies fan, but uh, you wouldn't notice that because. I'm very mellow. Most people get very excited about being in a grand final, but it's usual business, really usual business for me, even though we haven't had the greatest history uh, in, my first, in my first 15 years, 20 years of life. But before we move on, Tavid Pangar Jr. was the reason that the storm didn't start strong last week. He targeted Welch like a dog, like a dog with a bone, wouldn't mm. let it go. So respect to that. It was awesome. Even to the point where he was tackling Welch and then pushing him, which usually is the reverse you're mm. being tackled and you think you're being pushed a bit hard and like you're a bit angry and you push up, you stand up and push them before you play the ball, which was cool. Titter, but yeah. cool. So, and he got I right into his face when they scored as well. Exactly. Got right in their face. Yeah. Uh, and I think Luai, mate, Luai is in my top five most hated players in the NRL. I hope this week he gets absolutely toasted. And if he scores and does like a little mounting box, I will, I'll cry. <laughs> I promise I'll cry. Anyway, what do you think happened in the game? And I look at it paper on paper and I've spoken to many a bunny fan. Penrith should win this. If you think about it in terms of man versus man, paper versus paper, like I, I take everyone in their pack other than Cameron Murray, but even still, I'd probably have Yo over Murray. There's not a lot of spots. Like I think Coruscant is probably better than Cook. Harves is probably the only question where we've got a better six, but every other position, I'd honestly take what the bunnies, um, what Pen Penrith are tossing up. So on paper, if you put this into a simulator, they'd win. The narrative is a huge point, though. The Marshall yes. factor, the Bennett factor, 
the Reynolds factor, the Cameron Murray factor, because he's going to win Clive Churchill. It is a very interesting one. What do you think? Yeah, I think I've said, I feel like I said one of the first days, and the best way I think you can tip is what will the headline be on the Monday? Because I think nine times out of 10, that's what happens. And that's what I, that's what I picture every time we say narrative is like, what will that story be on the Monday in the papers? And I think it's just, it's just set up for the bunnies. Yes, there is a narrative for the Panthers that they make amends for stuffing up last year. But I just, I think it's all on the bunnies. And I, like I said, I like experience and I like, you're not going to get a more experienced coach than Bennett. You, Adam Reynolds has been there, done that. Cody Walker's played in State of Origin now. He knows the go. Yes, dude, Taffy is seriously a concern. Like I, I genuinely thought uh, the first five, 10 minutes, like he, he's dropped the first bomb of the game or the kickoff, sorry. And he just looked a little shaky and they were rushing up on defense on him. So he couldn't get that um, uh, tap on pass. He grew in confidence as, as there was less scoreboard pressure and he, and, he, and he warmed himself up. But I think he's a genuine concern. But outside of that, Gagai experience. Um, Murray's got an old head on young shoulders. Marshall, he, he just all week, Marshall, you'd think, would be um, calm in the side. So as my dad would say, uh, Rabbitohs are certainties. Wowzer. And during that little spiel from you, which I thought was brilliant, by the way, Simon, one of your best this episode, I, I thought I thought of a couple of things. Firstly, Brian Toto versus Jackson Paulo, serious concern. Paulo made a lot of errors last week defensively. Yeah. He's great in attack and he's honestly got a bit of ice in the veins type vibes. He reminds me of like a Lamello ball kind of vibe. Like he doesn't really care, but he's goofy, but he's cool. Has a weird head, but he gets amongst it. Yeah. Jackson Paulo, tall, scary matchup. And now I've lost my train of thought. So I wasn't really sure what else I was going to say other than that. I had a lot <laughs> of points in my head. I had a lot of points in my head. Oh, yes. Yeah. Penrith won their first grand final 30 years ago. The year before that, they lost it to the, to the Raiders. Then they turned around the next year, 365 days later, bang, they won one. And I think the narrative that lies is, is that that repeats itself, which reminds me of my third point. I dislike when people say, the narrative after something successful happens for a team because it tries to discredit what happened. Really annoys me. Like Walker scored last week or someone scored last week and everyone's like, the narrative. No, great footy, right place, right time, put the ball down on the trial line, great kick pressure, great uh, first 10 minutes from the bunnies. It really annoys me when people discredit something and say narrative. They don't mean to, but it, well, I think they do. They, under, they undermine everything that's occurring. Like, oh yeah, of course it's going to happen. Oh yeah, it's cool. Saying narrative in hindsight, you're a bastard. I think narrative should all be said before the game. So I'm going to say it right now. The narrative is Mad Monday. The bunny's going to be dancing with Wayne Bennett in Grappa off their, off their, off their, off their toes. Go on the bunnies. And I think there's still, there's still people that I think can shit the bed with the Panthers. Like kick out last year in the grand final. I know I've, I've, I've kind of been a bit psych on him, but he was seriously terrible. He dropped the ball every single time. And it just, I don't like when stuff means too much for people. Like, I just feel like it means too much for the Panthers. Like before the game last year in the grand final, they had like shots of like of Kikau's home in, in Fiji. And it's like all in Panthers colors. And he's got his brother and who's in a wheelchair. Like I'm sorry, it's very sad, but he's like, he's doing it for them. He's doing it for his family back home. And it's just, it's too much. Like if you can just, if they can just tap into that, like, because the Panthers are very good at kind of like looking uh, having fun like the Toto's a little ice. If they can just tap into that in the game, I think it's okay. But I think they just they get a little bit too riled up. And I think like they are 
have we seen them perform tremendously in a big game yet? Last uh, week. That, mm. that they have not. That they have not. And I, all I can imagine is before the game, Luai screaming like Spider-Man in the change room. Whereas flip it next door, you got Bennett walking around with cigar going, enjoy it boys. And Reynolds is just like, going, yeah, boys, you can come back to mine after this. Like that yeah, is and- what we're going to get. And I honestly think no matter what happens, I am a happy man on the day. Very excited. And also my question to you is, do you think if this grand final was six weeks ago, minus all the six weeks that we've just seen, there'd be far more people going for the Panthers because it seems like more people want the bunnies to win. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, I could have that there. Um, yeah, just with back on the Panthers, I think like Paul Momorowski, I think he could stink it up. Oh, yeah. Kiki yeah. could stink it up. I can see um, Dylan Edwards doing some silly stuff. It just, uh, just something, I, something could happen. Yeah. And my last point, I can just imagine myself going to the group chat about 35th minute and just typing, oh, is Luai playing? Because I think that man is going to go absolutely missing Magoo. Put a, mm. put a missing person unit on, on Luai. And they're going to have Alex at, Johnson, keys in the pocket. And at the end of the day, who do you want coaching your side in a grand final? Is it Wayne Bennett, who's coached 800 games? One, he's been apparently. Did someone tell me he's been a part of a, a, a grand final, in, like at least once in the past five decades? Sorry, in each decade in the past five decades, something nuts like that. That can't is that maybe that's not right. Someone told me that, so don't don't quote me on it. Yeah, forty years, fifty years. Um, yeah, actually, it could anyway. be because because this is a new decade. Oh, how awesome! So like you just. Uh, I don't know. I just back a good coach. All right, let's move into the markets, everyone. Okay, so we know the Panthers are the favorites and South Sydney uh, outsiders at $2.25. Are we both going... What do you see here? Big win, little win. What do you think is happening? What I do you like? What sticks out most? If it's a, if if the Panthers win, it's big. 13 plus. Guess the 60th minute and the game is 20 to 12 and then it runs away. In the flip side, I think if the Bunnies win, it's going to be 1-12. to 12. So that, that's where I'd line up. It's $3.30 and $3.60 respectively. That's a few lunchtime breaks, as I like to say, for the Newton family. I think that's a good one. I think I'm on the opposite end. I think if 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 Panthers win, it's a gritty win. But I can see if Bunnies get a roll on, they really get a roll on. Panthers go, oh, my God, it's happening again. And and Bunnies um, take it away. So $6 for uh, Bunnies 13+. plus, Pretty juicy. Yeah, I like it. All right, first try scorer. Let's have a stab here. You've already mentioned one name earlier. For Dan Gagai at 17. That's a laugh. Crichton's got a good record. I think he's I think he's been the first try scorer two of the last three games of the Penrith Panthers. So $9, not bad value. And he'll be lining up on the wing, which is pretty good. I'd, I'd be looking at a smoky. Like every grand final, you never pick a wing out of school first. Like I'd be looking at Tom Burgess off the bench, which takes him into... <laughs> Dally, like uh, you know, when Clive Churchill and reverse Dally M off Trevojevich, maybe. Uh, you know what I don't, I don't like with the Bunnies. They're not a team that plays through their second row as much in terms of tries. So, because I said that, they might they might score this week. But you'd think like someone like Colin Matangi would be half. a prolific try scorer. Colin Matangi scores in the second half. I can almost guarantee he scored every try he scored this year has been in the second half. I can almost guarantee he scores in the second half. Or the Kawatu, like I, why does he not the same mold as him? Mm. Um. Crazy. I think I think I like a forward. Um, like you can see, like a Moses Leota going over. Mark, imagine Mark Nichols. That's narrative if he goes oh, over. Narrative, but um, nah. I think I would go winger. Like I could see just Brian Toto getting over first. 
You, um, you draw the picture. It's Alex Johnson, Brian Toller in the first half. And then second half, whichever team wins, either get Colin Matungi or it's definitely, I reckon Nathan Cleary throws the ball up in the air, sniper. He's going to do the same <laughs> celebration that he usually does. He's definitely at like a 70th minute plus. I wish I could bet like 70th minute plus because Cleary. Cleary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, points. Narrative. I'm liking that. I'm unders. Total points. I'll be I'll be getting on the overs for that one. Got an inkling, got, a, got, an in, got an insider man saying there's gonna be a lot of tries. All right, beautiful. And then just the last one, man of the match, Clive Churchill. Who who you got? Anyone wearing the jersey seven? That's three dollars fifty. So I guess you get clear. Uh, you get Cleary plus you get Reynolds just in case it's Reynolds. It's gonna depend if he kicks. I think that's gonna be a factor for it because he could kick the the winning goal or something like that. Uh, I'd scrap Luai. I'd, I think Coruscant is a sneaky outsider because he's actually he actually probably played. I think it was one of the best Panthers last week. Yo and Murray because it is a pick by this. I think the Australian selectors actually decide. So if they're thinking Cameron Murray is the future Australian captain with the future Bunnings captain next year and future Origin captain in two years time, I think Cameron Murray at eleven dollars. So anyone who got him at forty six dollars is a legend. That's well. That was my on report from before. I hate how there's just a. Really, there's a group of well-liked players and kind of no matter what, that influences everything. Not that I have anything wrong with Cameron Murray. He's definitely in that. Harry Grant, again, being nominated for Hawker of the Year, probably played about six games. Four of them were off the bench. He fits that mold. Um, yeah, just that turbo, as amazing he is, he's probably the pinnacle of that. Um, but yeah, just that influencing decisions that should have been like objectively made. My decision for Clive Churchill is Zach. Insane, all that. I do like Cameron Murray. You can just because of that, I think you can just see he's had a he's had a he's had a seven out of ten performance. But he's just like you get that person who just thinks that they know footy because like oh yeah, but did you see Cameron's Murray work in the middle? Like he had a ninety four percent tackle effectiveness. How about his play like, the ball? He spear the play the ball was just was the reason what they wanted. Laid the platform. It's like mate, like you know you know Einstein because you've noticed the work that Cameron Murray did in the in the middle. Uh, how do you like Brian Toto at twenty six? Scores a double like kind of vibe, to, runs for yeah, two plus. Yeah, he would have to score a hat trick, and again, he's in that little bubble of anything he does will look be looked really favorably. And do you know what would be brilliant? The Clive Churchill when he gets the, he's on in, on stage doing the interview, and they're asking him questions. There's definitely he can't just go full credit to the boys because you get roasted for that. And I'll just be in the background doing cheeky eyes. Dude, I actually would love for him to get Clive Churchill just to see him public speak in front of that many people in a grand final. That'd be pretty nice. And Reynolds, 17 bucks. That's pretty nice. Um, Walker yeah, Cleary look, just seems like it just seems like Walker Cleary, though, in my opinion. Yeah, just here. Yeah, we don't know how fit um, Reynolds is. Anyway, Matt Burden, probably my pick of 26 bucks. I'm thinking maybe like Cleary goes down. Um, Burden gets put into the center, put into the um, center, put into the halves, and he just go on. Don't All right. Benji Marshall, maybe. Yeah. Same, same kind of uh, thought process. Well, that's that. I think we're both on bunnies for the win. I'm going to go 13 plus. Why not? What about you? I'll be going bunnies 1 to 12 emotionally. But if I was to say it on paper, I think the Penrith Panthers win. So I'm setting myself up for happiness and sadness. Beautiful. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. What a, what a bloody wonderful year it has been. I think... The strides we've made from season one to season two is just like the trajectory is just off the charts and been been a, been a pleasure, guys. And uh, hopefully we'll see you back next year. Yeah, I just want to say I think personally 
this has been the greatest season of On Report to date. And I'm looking forward to in 2024 when we come back and listen to these episodes and think, huh, what kids we were. But in the meantime, it's been brilliant. Josh, just a personal note to you. It is a pleasure to work with you every Tuesday night. I come into the episode feeling so comfortable knowing that you're going to guide me and you're going to carry me and you're going to put me on your shoulders and I just get to walk and swim free and be myself. Uh, you are a legend of the game. Thanks, Josh. All right, Zach. And thanks you for, um, for being the comedian of the team. Right. Have a good weekend, everyone. Welcome to Password Club. Ah, uh, dude, I tell you what, Password Club, everyone, has started. Any good grand final memories? Oh, Corey Oates, first try scorer, Jonathan Thurston, Clive Churchill. I call Simat, mate. We are we are smoking $175 worth of TAB. Also, when the Bunnies won, I cried. And Benji Marshall flick pass. So, like, the most three most cliche moments of NRS Street. I dare say, like, if that Corey Oates, like, the trajectory of us as people and friendship between you and I changes if, if that bet doesn't get up. Oh, sliding doors moment. Those <laughs> moment mate. I'm not kidding. That created personality, a love for certain things that are not probably that shouldn't be that indulged in. It was a brilliant time. You know, best uh, grand final moment for me, Zach. 2011, 14th birthday, on the day, 14th birthday, Bulldogs made the grand final. Go watch. Unfortunately, they lose to the storm, but that was a pretty good memory on my birthday. Bulldogs in the grand final. That is very cool. And we're in the, we're in the corner I and James Graham. I didn't mention Graham. it in the episode. So James Matt turning, having a birthday on 30th of September. So please message him. Please message yeah, him. Yeah, please do. You guys could be listening to this on my birthday. Wow. Uh, potentially. So, um, yeah, please. Do you guys want to know my plans? So, um, yep, we do. At, at work, we get to take a reset day in the day of in the month of September. So that'll be my birthday, and then I'm going to get my COVID vaccine second dose of AZ on the Friday. So I'm going to take sick leave that day because I'm going to be sick as a dog. And then, uh, wink, wink. And then, and then weekend, weekend. No, sorry, sorry. And then on my birthday, I think I'm I'm, I'm almost at the point where I'm going to ride my bike to the driving range. It's like pretty far hit some bombs and then ride my bike back. Um, and that'll be my day. And then Friday vaccine, Saturday, Sunday, awesome stuff happening then. And then public holiday Monday. It's, it's five Monday days off work. weekend, mate. You could have, you could have a money monster moment. I Uber eats Friday night for you. And I just want to add a couple of things in and expect to get a nice little present in the, in the mail. Um, a, a, a new Hilux size, <laughs> my buddy. Hilux with a bow. Yeah, Hilux with a bow. Um, um, also, guys, funny story for you all. I had a, I don't think anyone from work listens. Um, I had a job interview on uh, um, Thursday and uh, I've had some stinkers in there. Um, it wasn't very fun. Uh, they've asked me, what would my friends say about me or how would they describe me? And without hesitation, I shit you not, I've gone lanky and pasty. It just, it's just spit out because I've always been wondered like what my answer be if someone says, describe yourself in three words. And I just thought like that would be it, lanky and pasty. 
and it's come out in a freaking interview and, and I've just been laughed out the door. So that's a funny one for you guys. Not wrong though. Not wrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a couple things that are on my mind. Firstly, yeah. Zach Viger, formal apology, mate. You know why. Year nine, camp, bakery. Bring, 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 bring. The bakery the ones that rolls back. I'm going to buy you a bag of Shrixons for that. Uh, next one. Have you ever tried buttering bread or spreading a spread on bread using a spoon, the backside of a spoon? Fuck no. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Yeah, that's honestly like pretty like like a bit of a sore point in my childhood. Like when you go to someone's house and they give you like Vegemite sandwich and and you have to say, oh no, I don't want margarine on my butter. Um, margarine on my butter. I don't want margarine on my on my bread on my toast. And they just look at me like I'm weird. Like I'm like I get it. Like I'm weird, but just like don't do it. And I always like I've always had to learn to have that confidence and say no, no margarine. Please. What do you so, okay? So pick something you spread on butter on bread. Vegemite. <laughs> Okay, so next time you do Vegemite, put it on the back of the spoon, then spread it. Okay, all right. I'm happy with that. Uh, it is like, it's like a baby's bottom. That's how I would describe it. Uh, next one, and you can take your time. So we might move on to a couple of other thoughts and then you can come back to this. Celebrity lookalike for yourself slash celebrity crush. That's we haven't, probably something we haven't spoken about enough on this show. But you can think about it. We can do some other stuff first and we can come back to that. Yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty hard one. For lookalike. Um, my celebrity lookalike is Ryan Reynolds. And my crush, like a male, <laughs> is, um, what's his name? What's his name? Ryan Reynolds as well. Ryan Reynolds as well. Dude, all right. Well, if I go from the same, um, from the same angle, Patrick Dempsey. Lookalike and crush. Yeah, nice. that's um that's our that's our doctor um Derek Shepherd off Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, Dr. DS. Derek Shepherd. Yeah. Uh not to run this whole podcast, but I got three FIFA ratings for you for this week. Yeah. Tom Brady. 97. Like a career or um right now? Not that I really know how he's playing right now, but uh just like Tom Brady. Uh, I'm not rating him on anything. It's just Tom Brady. Fever rating. Yeah, 97. Addison Ray. Oh, again, like, do you have any angles that I'm coming from? No, like no, TikTok? No or... angles, no angles. You choose, however you feel. Um, yeah, look. Because um, it could so easily be 70 and it also could be like 95. Yeah, like if I'm coming from like TikTok, she's a 95. I'm coming from looks like doesn't really do it for me. So in the seventies as a person, she seems quite nice in the eighties. So I'm going to average it all out and she's an 82. Wow. So she's lower than Matt Burden. Wow. <laughs> Scott Morrison. 90. Wow. Without getting political, 90. Yeah. Was, we like, actually try and avoid being political so much. Yeah. And we always go towards hey, it. That was a loaded question. Last one, Tiger Woods. Hey, look, it would have to be like a 98 a few indiscretions bring him down to a 95 and then he's not really that great anymore at golf from my understanding, like comparative to what he was. Yeah. So I'm going to give him a 94. All right, cool. Um, yeah. Thanks for those ones. I wish you'd told me I would have thought of a few sex education as a FIFA rating the show. Yes. Uh, FIFA rating sex education, 89. 
dude, they just pushed way too hard, like the non-binary type of argument for me this season. Yeah, just, but that's again, what the, the whole show is like. They love it. And it was, I was, I honestly, I don't really watch the show because I like, I'm like so interested in the themes and the, and the, and the, and the storyline. I was interested in like the people. They're kind of funny. Yeah, they're pretty unique. And to my point today, Zach, I don't know if you listened to that voice recording. There's like obviously some like pretty full-on scenes and they these guys are technically in school. I know they're all like uh, 25 or so playing 17-year-olds, hmm. but like proper sex scenes in the show and they're 17, 16 being portrayed as. Like that doesn't add up when you really think about it, does it? Well, it depends. Depends on your experience as a 16, 17 year old. I can actually relate to it a lot, which reminds me when I was watching it, I felt like horribly uncomfortable sometimes. Like if my mom or my like dad, what like walk past, cause yeah. like, I never know what's going to happen. Like it could honestly just flip into like a, you know, an Adam and a Adam and a manual, like kissing each other in the park. Like it, it was interesting. Yeah. That's um yeah, definitely one to watch by yourself. I think it's, there's a lot going on. Anything else you're watching? What's this? What's this show I put in the chat? Have Squid, you seen it? Squid Game? No, I haven't. Yeah. No, I think I'm going to flick it on tonight. Tonight? Squid Game. You want to get onto it after after this? Oh, I've got a, um, a date with the Xbox after this, but we could another time. Granted. Like, Sam is usually a very responsive guy. Like, always on the messages. Like, he can always flick you, flick you back a, a ha-ha-ha. Two things that I've noticed from him recently. One thing I dislike, one thing I just noticed. The first one I've noticed is... You know when he doesn't reply what he's doing? He's spamming his Xbox remote. But the other one is he can know so he, he can so easily kill a conversation. If you say something like jokingly, but like it's a bit dog, he just goes ha 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 in all caps, and you just can't say anything after that. <laughs> like that's pretty funny for me, no? And no, yeah. You said, you said I killed the conversation. Um, I pick I got that mannerism off. Um. James Newton, by the way, buddy. Um, not the killing conversation, the, the add the no at the end. Like, that's correct, no? He does that oh, a lot. No, you said I did it um, last night, but I wanted to go to bed. So I just gave you a flat ha, 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 ha. And then like, you'd, you'd leave me on reading and then I can go to bed in peace. <laughs> uh, and this morning was like the first time I've been the first one to message. Oh, wait, no, it wasn't. Anyway, uh, oh, I've got, I got one round of five-year, one-year England. You want to play? Yeah, eats. Uh, eats, bro. Five year, one year, England. Brad Parker, <laughs> Nick Kotrick, Tommy Talao. Um, Tommy Talao, England. Brad Parker, five years. Nick Kotrick, one year. Brad Parker, five years. I honestly didn't think of that enough. Nah, there's probably Brad Parker for for into England. And usually my my way to go about this is that the strike players for the one year, and then. Someone else for the five, someone safe for the five. But I think I want Kotrick for five years because he's pretty robust, still young, best footies in front of him. So for the five, uh, and I'll go Brad Parker for the one and then Tommy Talao go off to, go off to the Poms, mate. Uh, Tommy Talao would struggle in England with the cold weather and that. Um, mm. I got one last thing. I remember I mentioned it today. We're going to talk about our islands, like whose island you're on. Yeah. Have you got anyone? I can kick us off. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just to, so people know what we're talking about, this is kind of like Zach's idea. It's pretty much like who's going to be most improved over the next couple of years. That's not really a 
big name or no one really thinks highly of them. So um, let me think a bit more. You go with yours because I think you're ready to go. I've got two. One of them was mentioned on the podcast quite recently. I am on Tommy Talau Island. I believe he's going to be a gun center. And I am on Greg Marzu Island. The only reason I think that no one's that around him is because he did get dropped at the end of the year. Yeah, I felt the Greg Marzu one is a bit of a cop out because he's a good youngster. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. But uh, yeah, like, okay. Okay, fair enough. But Tommy Talau Island, I'm on Tommy Talau Island big time. But like, for example, an example would be James Roberts Island. If you thought James Roberts could turn his career around or, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think um, for me, two halfbacks come to mind. Kyle Flanagan, I think he can turn yeah, around. Yeah, that's a good island. I think he can. And it's 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 70%, I hope, and 30%, I think he will. I, I, I honestly really hope that he does do well. He does kind of rub me off as um, he plays in the 14A soccer. No, sorry. No, 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 no. He plays in the first soccer, just got the scarf, and he's wearing it all year round. He's that type of um, scales type vibes. So he does rub me off that way, but I do hope he can turn it around. Um, my second one, I think – I want to say Jamal Fogarty. If he actually signs for the Raiders, I think that could be a really, really nice signing, and I think he could play well there. Okay, cool. Yeah. I remember that because we'll come back to this podcast 2021, and we'll see – where Tommy Talau is, where Flanagan is, and where Jamal Fogarty is. Yeah, beautiful. All right. Um, before we finish up, Zach, hey, what, do you, what do you honestly see this podcast over the next... Like, Because technically, we're not meant to do this podcast until uh, February next year, which I can't fathom. Like, I, seriously, today, like, when I... It was pretty genuine when I was like, dude, like, it's the last episode today. Like, what are we going to do? I think a little bit of feedback from the viewers would help, but... And also notice just- that notice the audio of this episode, guys. We've got um we've got a we've got a uh sound sound guy in James Finney. So shout out to that bloke, legend. I thought we we James and I and I would say Zach and Sambo, awesome friends at school, drifted a little bit post school, but I think this could really bring us back. So yeah. purely just to be friends with James Finney, I think we keep making episodes. Maybe we do. Yeah. Maybe just for like that one person. Do everything for yeah. one person. Because I'm going to do, I'm going to attribute all my episodes of the off season to Reese Walsh. Everything mine, I do in the mine. nah, uh, mine's going to be probably. mine's probably going to be for you, bro. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Lad. Sounds good. Um, yeah. No, I think we keep going. I think even if it's just smaller episodes, just a close group. Maybe we do like a little exclusive, so like you pay a dollar and you get the description. You get the prescription. Yeah. You get the prescription. You get the subscription, which means you can listen to the episodes and you get like behind the scenes stuff. Maybe even each week they can someone gets the password for the Zoom and can join and watch us in the making, like a behind the scenes kind of thing. That would yeah. be pretty cool. So I'll be doing it. I don't know if you'll be doing it, but I'm doing it on report next week. I'll be back. Well, there we go. All right. Well, again. To the Password Club, the most important... Oh, dude, post-lockdown, Password Club, legitimate... All right. I'm glad I remember this. This final password, if you have listened for this long, you need to send it because you will be invited to the party. We've talked about the party all year. Unfortunately, we have no money from tipping and whatnot because all the investment fund, 
But, dude, I don't care. I'll chuck in my own money. We'll have a party when we're out of lockdown just for the Password Club people. Oh, so, yes. Just for the Password Club people. So if you don't usually send the password and you think, oh, like, I'm, are they just joking? Should we actually send the password? Dude, you actually need to send the password. All right? So, Zach, please come up with the final password for 2021. Do you know what's really going to hurt is we find out the truth. This episode, we really find out the truth who gets to the end because if we have four people at this party, because I'm, I'm personally putting $500 down for yeah. part time. Yeah. And you yeah, have to match it or we just do 5% of your salary. So like $1 million. So that would be pretty good. Uh, the password for this episode... Password for this episode is Jewfish97. All right. All right. The password is what Zach's password is for every account that he owns. <laughs> Jewfish97. And that is genuine. And if you are our friends and if you are supporters of the podcast, I, 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 we, we need you to send that in. Thank you. That's Jewfish with a J, by the way. J E W F I S H 97. No spaces can be capitalized, J, if you want. But seriously, send it in, please. Or you can do Springfield 97 or Shelbyville 97. Anyway, up to you. Thanks, guys. Have a great one time. Of my earliest, one of my earliest passwords was the man. So if you want to type in the man to the password to us, T H E M A N, that was my Bebo password. So that's an option too. But go with Jewfish 97. All right. Bye. Bye. Let's go. Season done.